0: Welcome to Travel Talk with Tea. In this time of disconnection, we at PredictX want to be as connected as possible. This is why we are inviting key innovators from the business travel industry to have virtual tea with us and share what they've been up to while travel has been paused. In our first ever episode, we will be speaking to Hank Benedetti from American Airlines, He's a friend and I'm excited to hear all about what he and American Airlines have been up to during this time. So you are physically back in an office at the moment. Um, we are yes So can you talk to us a second what is it like to, to, to be in the office and um, sure you know. sure.
1: yeah so uh, so as you know, American Airlines headquarters is based just south of the airport in, uh, in uh, DFW and um, Texas uh, today, May 18th is the first day where non-essential businesses, employees can return um, to the workplace if, uh, as a non-essential business. Um, but airlines were, are, are declared as essential businesses, by the way, but uh, for the office staff, it's the first day for all of us back in. Um, we've started with directors and above, so there's about 150 of us in this building. It's uh, configured to hold 5,000, so it's uh, you know, you've got your space and um we ran into to the first big covid problem uh this morning when three of us were waiting for the elevator and realized there was a sign that was pasted up right next to it said uh only two in an elevator at a time so uh we did rock paper scissors and the two of us um uh one got up uh, went up on the elevator but um do you know that's what all of this is going to be about we there's going to be no knife edge back to the way it was it is going to be Small victories day by day and things um, that, uh, you know, you do that represent what you used to do or things that are new that are welcome um, and or things that are new that acknowledge the the, the reality of, of, of what we're what we're doing. I think it's just. A return to just happiness, if you will, um, and normalcy and and stability, you know, is is what the world is trying to deal with right now. And and how, how we can do it, whether it be in the workplace or with our product or with our donations, that's what we want to uh, where we want to be at.
0: Yeah, I got a little glimpse of a little bit of normalcy this weekend because they opened the national parks, so I got to do a hike. Yeah um which is one of my favorite things to do with my dear sweet dog Katie who is back behind us you can Yeah see
1: I, I I just saw her yes she's yeah. wiggling around oh. behind you yeah yes.
0: um always near me um on there by the way um are you drinking any coffee or tea for our tea time
1: Um I have something in this it is not tea um but it is uh um it's not coffee. So it's uh it's uh it's so what I've been doing, or you know, trying to keep the COVID nineteen off is just trying to stay as hydrated as possible. So this is water and a splash of uh, a splash of orange juice. And so um
0: very small. Yeah, That's what
1: I brought to our little tea time this morning. Yeah. I have my uh, tea
0: going. I have my tea going here, so I'll constantly there be you set go. Up. There So you go. cheers, my friend. <laughs> Bit about all the great work you guys are doing above and beyond. I was reading some of the latest articles, you know, on the fact that you gave 81,000 pounds of food. And then also about what you're doing with Hyatt, with some of the New York health. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind just taking a minute and talk about that and some other things that you're doing Because sure. I just, I think they're worth just um, kind of reiterating.
1: Sure. I mean, the truth is, is that you're, uh... Thank you for recognizing that, and I think you know uh, American has done amazing things um, uh, in the, in these last few weeks since mid March, since this has really become a, a criti- critical uh, critically hit the United States and other parts of the world. Uh, I, I would say, uh, obviously, you mentioned the Hyatt, um, uh, pro, what we did with Hyatt, that's what we most recently announced. Um, obviously, are the health healthcare and health service workers in New York City specifically have been so hard hit Um, um, during this period um, the number of infections and all of that has been more pronounced in New York City than anywhere else so we um, we have a very close partnership with Hyatt um, on the marketing side so we got with them and they were more than um, eager and so we um, our two presidents, uh, Mark uh, at Hyatt and Robert for American, were on a video um, a Zoom call just like this, where a number um, of, of the uh, healthcare workers were brought into what they thought was their weekly um, uh, their weekly briefing, and uh, instead were told that all 4,000 of them would. We're uh, we're going to be invited to take a uh, three day vacation, three night vacation, courtesy of American Airlines and Hyatt, and they were just over the moon. I mean, it was just really incredible to see that your product, what you do, could mean so much to someone that's been under such stress um, and give someone um, what we're all needing right now is something to look forward to, right? Some hope, yeah. some. Some return to normalcy, some return to things that we, we enjoy doing rather than maybe is our duty to do on a day in and day out basis. And so um, that was fantastic. Um, you know, another thing that we've been doing is we've really um, um, activated our airline to, to become um, one of the largest cargo carriers uh, in the world right now. Uh, and the truth is, is, is that we already carried a lot of cargo. Uh, Pre-COVID, but quite clearly for American um, passengers were first, and cargo was second. So we put on as much cargo as we could, everything else being equal. And um, and and uh, but clearly our focus, uh, the way the flights were scheduled, everything was based on our our ability to carry um, uh, customers. And and now with the the notable fall off um, because of of COVID. Um, we are now, uh, have stood up, we're now flying almost 150 cargo flights a week, and those are primarily long-haul international, and these are going to Asia, Europe, um, Latin America, and um, they're, either, they're usually driving two very important missions. One is to bring um, PPE and vaccines and medicine between continents. And the other is really just to keep um, the economy going. Uh, for example, we brought the, – the largest ever payload we've ever um, brought was from Argentina back to the U.S. And it, it was only seeds. It was just seeds. But if the farmers in the US didn't have those Argentine um, produced seeds, they wouldn't have been able to produce the crops for their future season that would have fed the tables of of many Americans and possibly other nationalities uh, around the world. And so, literally, almost every pound of cargo we're putting on an airplane right now has some sort of notable downline effect. And it's it's just so gratifying to be part of that right now that you could contribute some way positively. To, to someone else in the world through through your through your daily work
0: that is so impressive and and not surprising, not surprising at all from a great company so let's talk about the asset management um, you know phase of this. Could you talk a little bit about sure. um, what your policy was in managing uh, these cancelled um, you know reservations flights and um, any people? that are balancing this out because it's, it's, it's been a little difficult.
1: Sure. Well, I would hope, uh, you know, that um, I would say now that we're almost two months into it, I think the marketplace understands that different airlines have taken different tax on this. Okay. There are certainly some suppliers that are being, um, that are taking a different path in American, but I would say American is tr- Just as we were trying to be, the easiest partner to do business with pre-COVID that has not changed, and so I would say um, not a single one of our corporate clients out there. Um, uh, there's many options available to them, whether it be a refund, whether it be a voucher, or what. And, and last week, what we announced. Um, right now, you got to understand, um, spending money is not a not a thing that airlines want to do. But we did spend money in the last two months in developing with our GDS partners an ability that will start in June so that any unused funds, any unused funds from this period will automatically be usable through to December 31st, 2021, and will not require any sort of waiver code or any sort of manual intervention. What we did did with the GDS is essentially allows all those tickets to essentially be uh, values. So it doesn't matter whose name is on the ticket and where it's from or to. It is. It's just a value, and as long as that travel agency identifies that ticket with your company, you can use it for whoever you want, to wherever you want, whenever you want, as long as that travel occurs before the end of two thousand twenty-one. So I think, um, and we spent money to make that happen, and so, um, and that also uh, provides uh, not only relief to our corporate partners, it also relief really provides relief to our TMC partners because now they don't have to um, engage or invest time in counselor um, manual transactions, um, uh, ticket reissues to the way they were planning. Um, it doesn't require the tracking um, um, that had been in place but, um, before um, all this. And so, and will enable a lot of people to use use those tickets in a manner so that they can book and reuse the value from those tickets in, in an online uh, format rather than a manual transaction. So it, it helped a lot of people to be able to uh, announce what we did last week. And that was, uh, that was us, and that was spending money with um, ATP Co., uh, who does all the fair filing, and, with, and all our GDS partners, and that will be in place on June 7th.
0: Excellent. That is just a, what a great initiative on your part. As you look at the corporates, what would you say was kind of the biggest priority, um, kind of especially now?
1: I would say the emphasis of most clients right now is to understand um, securing a return to office plan Um, before they're returning and travel they're returning to office but the truth is um, I'm seeing many clients now sort of realizing um, they may not need to return to the office to to, uh, keep their business going I would say especially those um, offices where um, you know, uh, the the workplace has been restructured to promote hot desking in, in an open environment. It's difficult to maintain social distancing um, with that type of work setup. And so I think, you know, uh, there are a fair number and, um, you know, of, of multinationals who are thinking, well, we may actually return to business travel before we return back to the office. Smaller businesses are starting to travel more than larger businesses. I would say that's another trend uh, I'm seeing as well. Uh, Clearly smaller businesses don't have the cash um, uh, assets or the assets to uh, just to shut down for months at a time. They generally have to travel to meet their revenue targets. And so they're gonna be a little more likely to be on the road than their, um, maybe their large multinational counterparts. I mean, the whole world is turned around. our list of, for example, top corporate clients in, in April have, has no way, shape or form um, the list of top clients that we've had historically or even the top industries we've had uh, historically.
0: Is there anything else in closing, um, you know, um, back to the, the corporate our shared corporate customers that you, know, you need or that we can help you with? Um, anything that we haven't talked about any sure. on your dream list to say, you know, Maria, I really sure. know really-
1: <laughs> I've got a dream list. Um, I want to know what travelers are thinking in terms of flying and business. I want to know their comfort level. I want to know. So, if you had a, a population of a thousand travelers that you identified in your company before, I'd love to see a survey of those thousand travelers, because I'd want to know which percent of those thousand are just saying. Forget it. I'm not traveling until further notice. Which percentage are saying I'll travel again um, if the company wants me to? And what percentage are saying, get me out of the house. I will travel again. Just, 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 just let me know. we we have those surveys for, um, the, you know uh, broad-based populations of people, and we get certain cuts out of, out of corporate uh, people that identify traveling for business, but we, we, any more data we can get along those lines, the better. Again, to assess demand, to assess, it's not just demand, but it's also assessing when there is a change in sentiment, when we get to points where people become more open to traveling you know, uh, uh, when do those points happen? Where do they happen? What companies are they happening with? I can't tell you how much information we're just, we're just a big uh, sucking sound of information gathering at this point, because airlines had previously had just oodles of just tremendous information on demand and pricing and how scheduling and how it impacted behavior. And that's all been wiped out for the moment just because we're dealing with a new new framework of, of, of when people will travel and do they want to travel?
0: Well, I love where you're going on the consumer confidence side. And the beauty of it is what we can do at PredictX is we can take that data feed in and then we can actually layer it with traveler demographic information to say, you know, what level yeah. organization. What was their prior frequency yeah. of traveler? You know, what were their travel patterns? You know, what were this? So you can say, are they a road warrior? Or are they infrequent traveler? You know, is a consumer confidence greater in millennials or is it, you know, with baby boomers? Exactly. Take all that information and layer it in and provide even greater insights to what that looks like outside of the standard. You have a, you know, 80% consumer confidence rate. You can break it down into kind of the, the demographics um, that will then also help you target your message accordingly. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much. You know, for your time and all the great things that you and American Airlines are doing. Uh, you guys are doing some amazing things. Um, both back to be part of the solution of, of this, you know, COVID nineteen, along with you know the, the work that you're doing to help in its recovery. Um, But thank you so much, my friend, um, for your time and really do appreciate this um, out there. Anything in closing um, before we sign off outside of my true appreciation?
1: No, Maria, it's great to talk to you again. Um, Really, it's great to touch base with you. And it's... um, I, you know, I miss um, everyone in the, uh, you know, no one works in the travel industry for money, right? It's all, it's really because of, of of the people. And I think as a group, we're a pretty social audience here in the travel industry. So um, this is probably uh, even more burdensome on us because we're all desperate to get uh, back together in one place. But uh, in the meantime, let's all work toward that goal. Um, you know, uh, I will say that um, all airlines as well as Americans American are uh, very grateful to you know the government for being able to find s- some financial assistance for us to get um through at least this uh interim period and um we will be there uh we will be there when you when you and your customers are ready to travel um just and if we're not there let us know so we can be there uh you know we're going to be coming in looking for little victories every day so anything that that you or your customers have on that front would be more than welcome so thanks again um for your time and for inviting me for for maybe not tea
0: but whatever's going to come